This is uh, Real Talk 101 here on a Sunday afternoon from 6 to 8 p.m. Uh, your brother's in the studio. If it's the first time you're joining us, uh, what we do on Real Talk 101 is we 
speak the truth, spit whatever the Holy Spirit gave us through walk within the last week. We talk about testimonies, experiences, and certain things that we've read in the Word over the past week, and we discuss them here. We also bring in real world and real life issues that we may be dealing with. And what we do is we search for the answer to those things right out the Word, because the Word, I believe, has an answer for everything that we go through as human beings. Um, on the show today, myself, Brad Tremell, my co-pilot, Mr. Orlando Boyd, is right there. We also got a guest in the studio, Mr. Raphael Jones. He's up in the house. Um, appreciate him being here. He's going to join the discussion as, as the Holy Spirit sees fit. But just like uh, just like we do in the beginning, we always open up with a word of prayer. Um, speak of any testimonies or prayer requests. Oh, you got anything? No, I'm, 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 I'm. You ready and ready to go. I am ready to go. Um, <clears throat> Testimonies, I do got several testimonies, um, but it's gonna it's gonna come about further on into the show. Uh, all praise of the Most High line. It allowed me and my little brother and his female friend to have some some good old fashioned down home worshiping yesterday. I thought it was church, mm -hmm. but like I said, he corrected me. You he said it was saying? worship. Worship. We was worshiping together. You know, in the midst of, you know, I'm gonna leave it at that. In the midst of. We was worshiping and um, uh, multiple testimonies. That's just like everything. Every time you wake up is a testimony. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? True that, I, I got a lot of information from the the uh, the session y'all was on Friday night, Water for the Thirsty Zone, with our, with our guest Jared Taylor used to be on it. You know what I'm saying? They come on every now with us. Um, prayer requests, man. Continued forward movement. That's, I'm going to leave it at that. Continued forward movement. That's what's up. Um, Raphael, any prayer requests, testimonies? Just my relationship with God in general and um, family. Family. Relationship with God and family. That's what's up. Um, I got testimony, and it's it's just the truth, man. Um, Yah is good. He really Always. is. He holds us down when we are in pain. You know what I'm saying? Well, we uh, he knows he knows every situation that's going to happen in our life. It's going to try our faith, try our patience, try our emotion, try our spiritually. Everything is going to test us. He knows about, and if we encounter any of those tests, we can better believe that he has already checked it out and seen it first, and knows that it's not going to be enough to crush us. True. I say that because this morning my grandmother passed away, and she was in a peaceful place, and my testimony is just the fact that um. I have a belief in this word, and this word tells me what happens to somebody after they die. And technically, in here, it's not referred to as death, it's referred to as sleep. sleep. So my grandmother went to sleep this morning, sleep. and I'm going to see her in that great getting up morning soon true. to come. That's soon true. to come. Um, and um, I got a hope because of that. I can't sorrow and utterly break down and be torn apart because I know that. I also see the condition that this world is in right now and know that this is a very difficult place for us all, but even more so for the elderly and for the youth, for the very young and for the very old, this is a dangerous place. So the fact that she, her soul is secure, you know, it gives me peace of mind. I know it brings my family peace of mind. Um, and we're going to dig into a little bit of that concept. That's what was put on my spirit before I came up in here to talk about the state of the dead and what happens to them when they die. Um, so... With that, let's go ahead and open up with a word uh, by his Lord, Yah Almighty. Thank you for bringing us here. Thank you for putting your ruach inside of us to make us want to come here. 
So now, Lord, I ask that we decrease so that you increase and use us and speak through us. Be with every person represented here. Um, be with all the prayer requests and testimonies that have been given, even the ones that were unspoken. Um, we thank you for hearing and answering prayer, for having mercy and grace upon us and our families. Um, <clears throat> bless everyone who attends this studio, all the shows, all the um, hosts of the shows. Be with the engineering staff and the ownership of this, this establishment, Father. And we just pray that for the next however much time, we just give you the praise, honor, and glory and spit truth as you would have us to do. Your son's name, I pray. Amen. 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 Um, yeah, man. Uh, so this is where I'm at. My grandfather passed about two and a half years. It was like June two years ago. This was 2019. It was really 2016 when he passed in round in June. And um, it was a rough period, but I had the same hope then as I do now. There's no question in my mind. <laughs> whose side my grandfather was representing, what True. side he was on. It was no question in my mind. If anybody, you know, I believe is going to be in the kingdom, at the end of time, it's going to be him. And it, was only be, it would only be right for the woman that stood next to him and supported him throughout his ministry and held him down, who is the exact balance of who he was. Like, the, like she had the qualities that he was missing. For instance, my, my grandfather was all about business. He was a no-games type of dude. Even when he did play around, it wouldn't be for too much. But my, grand, my grandmother was very, very cheerful, very jokey type person. She had, a, she had a great sense of humor, and she was adventurous. You know what I'm saying? She would be known to – I remember when she got on a roller coaster with me, with me when I was a teenager at Bush Gardens. I was like, really, you going to ride with me on the stage? She said, yeah, I'm getting right on. Show me, <laughs> show me where the line started. <laughs> and I was so surprised and shocked that she in her – hey, she had to be in like her – her early 60s at that time. She was ready to ride a roller coaster with me. I was like, man, that's something else. But she always, you know, had a practical job. There's a story about her where she, she faked falling down the steps and put ketchup packets all, right. all around her mouth, and she put blackout on her tooth to make it look like she had knocked the tooth out. And she came tumbling down the steps, and she played a trick on my grandfather to make him think that she had lost one of her teeth. And he said he about lost his mind when he came in there and found out it was just ketchup <laughs> all over her mouth. And she was just laughing. That joint had me, had me tripping out, man. But um, I'm definitely appreciative for, you know, the type of woman that she was. Um, she would be known for, you know, finding me and my brother uh, privately when we would be around family, family gatherings and handed us balled up $20 bills and say, don't tell your grandfather that I'm giving this to you. She just ball. She wouldn't have them folded. She just ball them up and just put it in our hands. Ball up and she close our hands over and pat our hands. She was like, "Don't, don't tell your grandfather I'm giving it." She would do that all the time, yeah. just boosting us with loot. You know what I'm saying? That's what grandmothers do. They spoil their grandchildren. Um, I tell you, have kids. Yeah, exactly. I tell you, have kids. My all that stopped when I was 18. Oh really? Yeah. Ain't get no more cars, no more Christmas. No more nothing. Not, not to jump in the mix. Right. Nah, when, when my son came on the scene. Yeah. That was done. That was done. But go ahead. So I was, um, I was definitely appreciative of that. One, some of my fondest memories, uh, definitely within the past year and a half, when I would take her to church every first Sabbath of every month, um, and we would have conversations in the car. And she would tell me a lot of things that I'd never heard before, like her sides of ministerial stories, like what she experienced at camp meetings and some of the miracles that she saw. You know what I'm saying? And it just boosted my faith because she had nothing but good counsel all the time. That's what Grant, that's what, that's what old age affords you. When you get them gray hairs in your head, the, the word said that's a crown. It's mm -hmm. a silver crown in your mm -hmm. head, and it denotes the fact that you have experience. So with that experience, you have wisdom. 
There should not be too many subjects that you can't speak directly to because you've encountered it somewhere in your life because you've lived long enough to do that. Sure. So when that happened, I, w- I would often go to her foot, to my grandfather's foot when he was still around, and just ask him questions about a lot of stuff, you know what I'm saying? And we would rap about the word, too, like her understanding. And the thing is, I would tell her about the stories I was reading and how the Ruwak was opening up my mind and my eyes to showing me things that were between the lines. And I would be able to tell her these types of things. And she would just look at me. She was like, that makes sense, though. You know what I'm saying? You know, it was just an expounding of scripture that she confirmed that I was getting from the Most High because I always read the word with him. You know what I'm saying? So that segues into my first point because I know some people... I made a post on Instagram about her passing. And I know some people in all innocence and in all kindness, you know, would respond to me saying, you know, she's in a better place now. You know, she's looking down over you all. She's, she's somewhere better than we are. And when I hear that, you know, I don't, it's not, it's not too comforting to me because I, I believe a little bit different. And the reason I believe a little bit different, I want to challenge everybody who's hearing me right now is to search the scriptures to confirm everything that you think you know about spirituality and religion. You know what I'm saying? Confirm them with the scriptures. Don't just believe anything that comes from a pulpit or something that's widely believed and pushed. If you notice, group think gets a lot of people in trouble. The mob ain't always moving in the right direction. More True. often than not, they more often than not, they, they are not moving in the right direction. You know what I'm saying? So with that information, you know what I'm saying, I got three different, I have in my mind, three people who believe probably three different things that happen after you die. There's one person who just has the unknown. And I think of those people, they may be atheists, you know, people who just choose not to believe in God. So my question becomes, well, what happens to you after you die? You know what I'm saying? That's just an open question. What happens to you? Well, what do you believe happens when you perish? You know what I'm saying? And a lot of people who don't believe in God tend to pursue life so aggressively because they realize or they believe that everything that they can have, everything they can achieve is right here in this lifetime right now. Once their life ends, you know what I'm saying, they don't have anything else. Um, Then there are some people who believe that when you die, you go straight to heaven. And that's a very nice and comforting statement. It is. It's a very nice and comforting to know that, you know, as soon as my loved one passed, they go straight to heaven. But then... I've definitely heard, you know, a lot of people who led, who have led questionable and wicked lives, they go straight to heaven, too. I've heard it in songs, Biggie and Tupac up in heaven. You know what I'm saying? They rocking out right now with the rest of the legends. I'm not saying that I know their judgment, which way they may very well be up there. You know what I'm saying? But to say they went straight up there, I'm going to give the reason today why I don't believe that to be true. And the first verse I'm, I'm taking to comes out of, let me make sure I got this joint straight, Uh, Job chapter 7 and verse 9. That's Job chapter 7, verse 9. This is the first verse that I'm like, okay, it speaks against that. Scripturally, we going from the scripture, and everybody knows Job. You know what I'm saying? It's the brother who was very wealthy. He was doing very good. His family was doing very good, and all of a sudden, all that got taken away from him because the devil wanted to prove to God, prove to Yahweh a point that the only reason why Job was worshiping him was because he was blessing him. He had his favor on him. So Yahweh, without Job's permission, took everything out. Took everything. He said, go ahead, take everything from him. We're going to see what happens. And Job went through his whole ordeal. But in Job 
chapter 7 and verse 9, the statement says, As the cloud disappears and vanishes, so he who goes down to the grave and does not come up. So in essence, what he's saying, when you perish, when you buried six feet deep in that casket, you not coming up. You know what I'm saying? So some people might say, you know, the soul is up there. So the body's down there, but the soul leaves. Um, a couple other verses that I had, make sure I got these joints right, um, was uh, John chapter 5, verses 28 and 29. 28 says, do not marvel at this, for the hour is coming in which all who are in the graves will hear his voice and come forth. Those who have done good to the resurrection of life and those who have done evil to the resurrection of condemnation. Now, the Messiah was saying this because these words are written in red. So it's kind of hard for me to figure out how those who are in heaven, you know, when they die, they go straight up. Why, if they were in heaven, why would he say those who have done good to the resurrection of life? Being resurrected means you were dead and you're supposed to come back. But if you're already up there, then how could you be resurrected? And those who have done evil to the resurrection of condemnation, you pretty much know where that's going to go. Now, if the Messiah said this, then that would cause me to think that everybody who's in the grave is sleeping. And I got a couple verses to confirm that also, that they're asleep. Death is asleep. When Lazarus went away, Christ's response to those people who are outside the tomb saying, what you doing? You can't get him up out of there. He's like, he's not dead. He's just sleeping. I'm about to just go wake him up. True. Christ himself was in the grave and stayed in the grave after the crucifixion. He didn't go back to the Father until he resurrected first. But while he was asleep, he stayed in the grave. His spirit didn't leave and go to heaven and confirm everything and then come back down and then he resurrected. He stayed in the grave to prove the point that when someone dies, they just go to sleep. He even told, he even told Mary yeah. after his resurrection, don't touch me because I, have, I haven't ascended to the Father yet. That's right. So... If regular sinful human beings possess the ability to shoot straight to heaven, why that ain't happen with Yah's son? Mm. He told her, don't touch me. I have not ascended to the Father yet. And this was after he was resurrected. Mm. So if he died and, and went to sleep and was rose again while he was still here, hadn't went to heaven yet, he told her, don't touch me. I haven't ascended to the Father yet. This is this bullet point. The verse, exactly what he's talking about, is actually one of the hands I had highlighted. That's John 20, verse 17. Write that down. John 20, verse 17. And Yeshua said to her, Do not cling to me, for I have yet to ascend to my Father. But go to my brethren and say to them, I am ascending to my Father and your Father. And lo, my God and your God. So this is what he was talking about when he's telling Mary, don't touch him, because he has to ascend first. Um... A couple verses to uh, was talking where death is referred to as asleep. If you want to write these down, Psalm thirteen three is one. Uh, Daniel twelve two, in Psalm thirteen three, David called death sleep, and in Daniel twelve two, Daniel called it sleep. And then you have John eleven, eleven through fourteen. Let's look at that one because that's the one where the Messiah says says that uh, death is sleep. John eleven eleven, take us through fourteen. I'll pull that joint out real quick. Then he said, Then these things he said after that he said to them, Offering Lazarus sleeps, but I go that I may wake him up, like we referred to. Then his disciples said, Lord, if he sleeps, he will get well. However, Yeshua spoke of his death, but they thought that he was speaking about taking rest in sleep. Then Yeshua said to them plainly, Lazarus is dead. So this actually specifies everything. When 
the Messiah said that he was asleep. They thought, that, okay, he's just taking a nap. But he had to specify to them that he was talking about death, the first sleep. Now, what happens is the way the scripture is written out, and if you read Revelation, all are going to be resurrected on the last day, some to everlasting life, some to everlasting death. So that means everybody who's existing. Can you imagine that? Everybody who's ever lived on this planet, that's going to be people like every square inch of land, you know what I'm saying, on the earth. You think about how vast the earth is, but every, you think about how many people come, on, come into this life and then they pass away, some prematurely, some well late in age. But you got everybody. That means everybody who's killed in the flood. You got everybody who lived post-flood post and pre-flood. Everybody's going to be alive at one time. And um, they're resting right now. Nobody's in heaven except for those who got translated and taken straight, got straight, straight up there, which I believe is just Enoch, Elijah, and Moses. Enoch was translated, so was Elijah, and Moses went to sleep for a little while, and then Christ himself came down, picked him up, and took him up there with him. So. The scripture tells us What's up? that when the Savior arose, mm -hmm. when he rose, graves were opened. That's right, that's right, Some that's right. They did go to heaven that's with right, him that's correct. as the first fruits of the fact that he... He, he, he completed his task. You speak to that power. He got the job done. Right. And it wasn't so, it wasn't so much that these individuals rose because they were elected. It's just that when he came yeah, exactly. forth, it was such a so much vicious power. deal yeah. that some graves were open yeah. with him. Jokers didn't even know it was time for him to get up yet. Right. Because the, the trump had not sounded, and, and the voice of the archangel did not sound at that point. But when the Savior, when Yahweh got out the ground, yeah. man, it, and Beth was like, no, nah, I don't want, no, no, yeah. no, I thought I had them. I mean, that like, everybody oh, came. Man, man, people that people, first fruits, it was, I don't know who they were. Uh -huh. I don't know who the people was, but apparently it was somebody that, 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 that y'all wanted with them. Yeah. Because they let them come up with a son. <laughs> it's like the reverberations when you throw a rock in the pond, yep. man. That's exactly what it is. That rock dropping the pond was Christ coming up, and then the ripples the that ripple. went out. They was coming up. They had no choice. They had no choice. They had to get up. They was probably in the same cemetery or the same, same burial cemetery. area. It was a tomb. That's yeah. probably what it was. I yeah. doubt there were some people that was way over there. No, no, no. It was like just that. right in his immediate area. It was such a, it yeah. was such a vicious event. Because <laughs> there was, it was a tomb prepared. Who pre it was? Uh, it was Joseph's. Nick, Joseph. Joseph. Joseph's tomb. Right. Yeah. yeah, he prepared his joint. So he prepared it in a spot where other people were laid to rest, and then that's what happened, man. But um, I do believe this. And this is my point, if you gather anything from this, and I'm going to hand the mic to O, man. Um, having this belief or having this faith, of course it's a choice. Make the choice. You can make the choice to believe that in the beginning, Yah created the heaven and the earth. You know, that's a choice to believe that. But if I say that I profess this word and I go to this word for my answers in life, for all of life's questions, and I go to this word and I stand on this word of foundation, I don't just pick and choose which ones I want to stand on. I either believe... All of it or none of it. Or none of it. It's one or the other. Just like in the end time, there's going to be you on your side or you on the enemy side. Mm -hmm. There is no in between. If you think there's a fence, guess who owns that? The fence is grounded in the earth. And the earth belongs to the enemy. He has dominion over it. So if you sit, go ahead. No, it's real quick. I like how the apocrypha reads in some places where they reference heaven. Okay. As far as councils, governments, mm -hmm. either you're going to be on heaven's side or you're going to be on the side of the world. Mm. Heaven's side of the side. Either you're going to stand on the side of the councils of heaven mm -hmm. or you're going to stand on the side of the councils of the world. Mm. Yeah, man. 
and the fence, the fence doesn't reach up to heaven. The, feet, the fence isn't planted in heaven. The heaven is above the earth in the heavens. It's up. If you have a fence, that joint has to be dug into the ground. And it has to, be a, it has to come up so high that one cannot get over it. But it's blocking out something. It's separating something. And that's dug into the earth. So if you're sitting on the fence, it's, on, it's in the world. Sorry to tell you. So um, I will say this. This knowledge has made it a ton easier to cope with the passing of any loved one in my family because I know what type of life they live. I talked to them, I spoke to them, I had a relationship with them. It was no doubt in my mind. And even if, I believe this, even if they had dirt or something that was unconfessed, they had such a relationship with Yah that I could not sit here and judge when they repented for that thing. I believe by the way they lived their life and the fact that Yah knew them, and he, like he knows each and every one of us in the example that they left, I believe they believe. And because of that, I believe they're going to be in the kingdom. So when I say that my grandmother passed away this morning, I don't do it with tearful eyes and, and, and a woeful, hopeless mindset. I look at her, I shed a couple of tears because I can't see her face anymore because I can't talk to her anymore. But I know this world is an increasingly wicked place. It's exceedingly wicked. And because of that, I know this is not the place where she's going to spend the rest of her life. I know that. And I wouldn't want it to. So now she's at rest. She's at peace. She's going to be in the mausoleum right next to my grandfather's uh, plot where he's uh, sectioned out in the wall. So when they both wake up, then we wake up right side to side. You know what I'm saying? That whole joint, that whole building going to split open. There's a whole building going to split open. Ain't got no choice. So I'm comforted in that. And I'm going to tell you the dual purpose it serves. If I lose somebody in this life and I know I'm going, I have a chance to see them again, I'm going to make sure I do everything within my power to be there to see them again. When somebody's gone and I don't know when I'm going to see them again, then I can throw my life away because I ain't going to see them no more. You know what I'm saying? I ain't, got nothing, I ain't got nothing left to lose. They gone. I'm here alone. It's whatever. And that's the deceptive mindset that the devil wants us to have. He wants us to be hopeless. He wants us to think that there's nothing left or there's nothing after going to sleep on this earth. That truly death down here is death. That's the final say. But today I posted, um, I posted a verse for First Corinthians. Uh, man, where did I put that thing? Uh, let me make sure I got quote this thing right because I want to read it. I posted it. Um, it's First Corinthians. Let me tell you where it is. Make sure I got this joint right. First Corinthians fifteen fifty one through fifty five. Read this on passage. Behold, I tell you a mystery: we shall not all sleep. But we shall all be changed in a moment, in the twinkling of an eye, at the last trumpet. For the trumpet will sound, and the dead will be raised incorruptible, and we shall be changed. For this corruptible must put on incorruption, and this mortal must put on immortality. So when this corruptible has put on incorruption, and this mortal has put on immortality, then shall be brought to pass the saying that is written, Death is swallowed up in victory. O death, where is your sting? O Hades, where is your victory? That's pretty much the spirit talking trash to death. Think about how powerful death is. And in the end, Yah's talking trash to death. So where's your victory? You claimed all these people, they were supposed to be dead and gone forever, like a lot of people believe, but they all raised up. They all raised up. So where's your victory? Where's your sting? It ain't there. Because he is life, and life is going to triumph at the end, man. I hope that brings somebody hope. If nothing else, I hope that brings somebody the urge to search for themselves, not only the myth about that I believe, and prove it for yourself, the myth about as soon as somebody dies, they go straight up to heaven and they just dead. But 
Not only search for the answer in your word for that, but for other things. And let the spirit of Yahweh lead you. Let him lead you. And be humble enough to listen. Because I tell you one thing, as smart as we think we are, <laughs> I believe God knows better, bro. Most definitely. His thoughts are not our thoughts, his ways are not our ways. None. He definitely knows better. Right. Before I transition, man, you got anything to say about, you know what I'm saying, state of the dead, how that joint has affected you? Maybe you've been to a couple funerals where people have said that type of thing. And yeah, I mean, definitely. I definitely think that people do that for comfort reasons. Like, uh-huh. you can't cope with the fact, and I was talking to you in the car before we got there, a lot of people can't cope with the fact that this could be the last time I see my relative ever. I don't know if he was living his life right. I don't know if I'm living my life right. And this that that may be the last time I ever see him again. And that can send you into a friend. That could have you mourning for two, three weeks. Mm-hmm. Or if you just don't believe, like, if you have doubt about any of this and you don't believe it in it at all, it's like, this may be it. Like, this may be the only life we ever had. There's nothing after this. Then that's going to send you into a frenzy because then it's more it's permanent. Mm-hmm. And I just think that what would be the reason for a second coming if everybody, the decision was made right then and there, and everybody either went to heaven or hell right then and there as soon as they died, there would be no reason for him to come again. No reason for him to come. <laughs> like, We're going to go to that scripture to, that touches on what you just said. You ended in 1 Corinthians 15. 15. I got yeah. a 1 Corinthians 14. Okay. I'm not okay. going to start there. Okay, okay. <laughs> but real quick, not to, not to contradict anything you said, but to the listeners, yes, when your loved one dies here, you can't talk to them anymore. But that don't mean you can't see them. Because that's the beautiful thing about the way our mind works. Mm-hmm. You can envision that individual. Mm-hmm. You can see that person's mm-hmm. face. You can think about times that y'all had with each other. Mm-hmm. You can do that. Don't let the enemy... Uh, uh, going uh, to your mind yeah, and tell you that the image that you see in your mind is actually that person. So then you're out loud talking to that individual, giving the devil an opportunity to sneak in and trick you. Yeah. But your mind, this is a movie theater up here. Uh, yeah. We got plenty movies up this joint. Uh-huh. You got a lot of Christmas memories. Yeah. You got a lot of birthday memories. Uh-huh. You can sit and think about grandma. Uh-huh. You know what I'm saying? You can sit and think about your grandfather. You sure and you know what I'm saying? And reminisce in your mind with y'all, uh-huh. with the most high. Man, thank you, y'all, for them opportunities that I had to kick it with my grandmother. Uh-huh. You know what I'm saying? And I can't wait to see her again. Uh-huh. But you ain't, grandma, how you, you know, I hope you, nah, you ain't talking to her. Uh-huh. Ecclesiastes 9.5. Uh-huh. I'm going to go there, but real quick. Matter of fact, I'm going to go there first. Ecclesiastes 9.5. Also, while, while I always search, I do want to say this. I would caution people who go to spiritualists and mediums in hopes to have communication and contact with somebody who's passed away. That is an element of spiritualism that we have no, we know nothing about. And if it wasn't for the mercy of Yah, if we went into those places and could actually see what transpires when we invoke those types of spirits, we would be so horrified that we would never approach another, we'd never one again. Because when you do that type of thing and you are talking to what you believe is a lost relative, that's not your relative. That's somebody impersonating your relative, and that somebody is something supernatural. 240-719-2560. That's a number in the studio. 240-719-2560. You got anything to say? You got any questions? You disagree? Or you agree, feel free to call in and share your thoughts. 240-719-2560. Now, I'm going to read Ecclesiastes 9. I ain't just going to read Ecclesiastes 9. 5 because you got to get some context. 
as, as I'm gonna read that definition too as we go forward. Ecclesiastes chapter nine. For all this I considered in my heart, even to declare all this, that the righteous and the wise and their works are in the hand of Yah, in the hand of Elohim. No man knoweth either love or hatred by all that is before them. All things come alike to all. All things come alike to all. There is one event to the righteous and to the wicked, to the good and to the clean and to the unclean. To him that to him that sacrificeth and to him that sacrificeth not. As is the good, so as is the good, so is the sinner. And he that sweareth as he that feareth an oath. This is an evil among all things that are done under the sun, that there is one event under all. Yea, all the heart of the sons of men is full of evil, and madness is in their heart while they live. And after that, they go to the dead. For to him that is joined to all the living, there is hope. For a living dog is better than a dead lion. Verse 5. For the living know that they shall die, but the dead know not anything. Neither have they any more a reward, for the memory of them is forgotten. Now, that's interesting that that's read like that. I, I, matter of fact, if you don't mind, brother, can you find that in the Tanakh? Uh, Ecclesiastes 9, 5. Because this is saying, for the living know that they shall die, but the dead know not anything. Neither have they any more reward, for the memory of them is forgotten. I just directly kind of spoke against that, saying you can maintain that memory in your mind. Now, maybe that's being, maybe you're being cautioned against dwelling in your mind on a person that has died because it, it could take you somewhere that you're not capable of dealing with. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Personal testimony. I ain't, look, real talk one-on-one, Joe. I had a ferret when I was 11 years old. His name was Wally. He died. I used to imagine he was still with me to keep myself from grieving. You know what I'm saying? Had I just let him go, I wouldn't have tripped off that no more. But I was a little kid. You understand what I'm saying? So, according to the scripture, the memory of them is forgotten. I guess it's forgotten if you choose to forget. But if you can think about that memory and maintain, I would encourage you not to go against scripture. You know what I'm saying? But uh, 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 just, just understand, the living knows that they shall die, but that dead individual knows not Nothing. anything. They no longer have a portion in life. Roth, you don't mind, bro. Can you, can you read that Ecclesiastes 9, 5 out the Tanakh for me, please, sir? It says, for the living know that they will die, but the dead know nothing at all. There is no more reward for them. Their memory is forgotten. Their love, their hate, their jealousy have already perished, nor will they ever again have a share in whatever is done beneath the sun. That right there sounds to me like it's making it more personal to the individual that died. Their memory mm -hmm. is forgotten. They no longer have memory. Mm -hmm. They can't think. Right. They can't reason. Yeah. They can't have a conversation with you anymore. Their memory. Mm -hmm. It says T-H-E-I-R, so I believe that's what they're talking about. Their memory. Yes, yeah. their memory. And not for the memory of them. Not yeah. their, exactly. You see what I'm their saying? That's why you got a context. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know? Their memory's gone. Right. Uh -huh. Not your memory of them no longer exists. And I'm going to jump real quick. Maybe I was, I was supposed to, because I was going to read the whole chapter. I did a presentation when I was in 12th grade, the second coming of Christ. Mm -hmm. It got me kicked out of school in the state of Virginia. That's what, I'm not going to go into that. But it was a young lady in class that, I know my grandmother's in heaven smiling down on me. And you know, I was a lot worse than I am now. With oh, my boy. Directness. Oh, boy. I was like, your grandmother ain't in heaven. <laughs> She's dead. And I, I probably, I guess she cried and everything. Yeah. Me and this little white boy, John Fogg, I never, man, psh, you ain't gonna sit and tell me that my love when they country, old country white boy, he was ready, he was, man, he was about to, 
Go to blows in class. I'm like, bro, the scripture. Right. I'm just giving you the Bible, man. I don't care what you think. Right. This is what the Bible says. The Bible Your loved says. one is dead. Right. They in the grave. And that was mean. That was mean. But as far as let the scripture be your guide, mm-hmm. there, and like Raphael pointed out, if, if it was the first Thessalonians, what is it? First Thessalonians 4.13? For the Lord himself should descend from heaven with a shout? Uh, first I think it's first Thessalonians 4. Let's confirm it. I, I believe it is first Thessalonians. It's not in there. The New Testament ain't in there. Oh, okay. That's just the Old Testament. First Thessalonians 4.13? Um, I believe that's what it is. I believe. But I do not want to be ignorant, brethren, concerning in those who have fallen asleep, lest you saw as others who have no hope. That's Ooh, let's true. read that again, though. But I do not want you to be ignorant, brethren, concerning those who have fallen asleep. Fallen asleep, like what we said before, lest you sorrow as others who have no hope. For if we, if we believe that Yeshua died and rose again, even so God will bring him with him those who are in, asleep in him. Keep reading. For this we say to you by the word of the Lord, that we who are alive and remain until the coming of Yahweh will by no means precede those who are asleep. Here you go. For Yah himself will descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of an archangel, and with the trumpet of Yah, and the dead in Yeshua will rise first. Then we who are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet Yahweh in the air, and thus we shall always be with Yah. Now let's be realistic. Let's reason with each other. He said, come to us reason together. The scripture wouldn't say, for Yahweh himself shall descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of the archangel, with the trump of Elohim, and the dead in Christ shall rise first. If the dead in Christ are going to rise first, that means they're still here. That means they're still here. That means they're still here. That's Why would just he what... shout and they're still up in heaven? Yeah, if they're already there. They're not going to come back down. Yeah. I doubt. It don't say Moses and Elijah and, and Enoch. and coming down. They ain't not going to say it. They ain't saying he's going to come back with them. Yeah. Those who are here that died in him mm-hmm. are going to rise first, meaning there's going to be another rex- a resurrection as well. But that's a whole other conversation. But just touching on that point mm-hmm. about um, uh, those that have, have, have gone on before us, uh, I'm not going to read any more of the Ecclesiastes. Um, we, we, should, we, should, we should comfort ourselves in the fact that the Most High knows better than we do. He wouldn't have had these people tell us this if it was a lie. If it wasn't true, he would have told us. In my father's house are many mansions. He went to prepare a place. He left to prepare a place for us. Mm-hmm. So that where we are, where he is, we may be there also with him. There's, there's going to be a literal transition from here to there at an appointed time. Mm-hmm. It's not going to be like, it's not going to be a, 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 a what do you call it? A, a, what do they a call secret it? rapture. A secret, it's not going to be a secret rapture. Where, where, where jokers get snatched out of the body. And also, don't no man know the day or the hour except the father himself. That's it. He's the only one that knows when the last day is and when his son is coming back. He's the only one. So anybody coming up on any TV or media saying Jesus is supposed to come back on December 13th, 2020 or whatever year, it's not true. It's not going to happen. No man knows the day or the hour. We can find that scripture too. You know what I'm saying? No I'm man knows I'm, the deal of the hour. Just because, just so, I mean, we backing everything up with Scripture, so I'm going to just find the joint. And as he's looking for that Scripture, I'm going to transition a little bit from this particular subject. And I'm going to go into, you know, what my experience was over this past weekend. And, you know, 
All praise to the Most High. I, um, Matthew 24, 36. Matthew 24, 36. I'm, I'm like this. Matthew 24. Let's go ahead. Matthew 24, 36. I'll read the Let's jump. get that. Let's yeah. get that. Matthew 24, 36. Um, and you know, it's funny because Matthew 24, 36. As I'm approaching, you know, an anniversary. But of that day and hour knoweth no man. No, not the angels of heaven, but my Father only. Only the Most High knows that day. If you want to go above or beyond that verse, feel free to. Actually, that's the only I mean, one I mean, but this, this verse is written in red, so you know who said it. And he's speaking of his father, who only knows it. He can't get much more direct than that. If you take the scripture seriously, you believe what it say? Don't, I mean, you ain't just going to church and hearing a couple verses that you like about prosperity and peace, and then you throw away the ones that condemn you and convict yourself. Right, you if you that. ain't on that type of time and you saying, I, I want to believe everything this thing says, this book says. That's one thing I love about Matthew this, the, 24, 36. The, 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 the personal relationship that's required for the most high to stamp his own. Mm -hmm. It don't the, your pastor cannot tell you that you're saved. Mm -hmm. That's between you and Elohim. Can't tell you you lost either. Can't tell you lost either. That's between you and Elohim. Can't no man tell you that. Loved ones have left. You know, I've lost several grandparents, you know, and I was about to state, you know, coming up on the anniversary of, of Jeanette losing her mother, it's pain. You know what I'm saying? There's, there's a little heartache, but you got to find solace. You got to find comfort in the fact that the living may know that they're going to die and the dead don't know anything, but the Lord himself, mm -hmm. Yahweh himself will descend, will descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of the archangel, and the dead in him are going to rise first. They get, you, you still get, you getting esteemed. By Yah, even though you ain't even here with the living no more, because you're going to get the rise first. Mm -hmm. We see him coming, because I believe we're going to be here. Mm -hmm. We're going to be here. But those that have been dead for who knows how long mm. are going to rise first before we ascend and meet them in the air. Those who were in the grave are going to come out first. You talk about an earthquake. Man, you're talking about the flipping ground, not knowing what to do with <laughs> itself no more. Because it's breaking up. You're talking about people coming up out of that joint. Yeah. They're coming up out of the ground, man. You, you, you can't pack a joke. Not, like. not only that, man, the ones who are lost in the sea. Think about all those slaves who jumped off the ship because they didn't want to deal with the rigors of slavery. They didn't want to live a life in bondage, and they cast themselves overboard. All the, all the ships that sank, you know what I'm saying, and righteous people drowned to their graves, and their bones are just at rest at the bottom of sea, which no man can really explore, you know what I'm saying? And it's like... They gonna rise too. So not only is the dry land gonna be spitting up, but people gonna be coming about. The, have you seen flying fish just in waves mm -hmm. jumping about the, all the splashing mm -hmm. they cause? Can you imagine people coming about that? I mean, it's gonna be the, the ocean gonna be like a jacuzzi, Slim. <laughs> it's gonna just spitting people up. I don't understand. This is one thing I I I I consider myself a pretty deep thinker. I don't mind tackling any type of thought process. Let's get into it. But I don't understand. How somebody that was cremated and their ashes get sprinkled in water. Oh, man. How the most high can pull them back together. Oh, man. I don't understand how that's going to happen. I don't even want to really think about it or yeah, talk about it. Yeah. But that's, I, 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 I pondered for a long time. If I was. If he has the hairs on our head numbered, he can take a speck of dust that is cast into the wind or into the ocean 
and pull that joint back together. Not to go against that, right. but the hairs on our head are on our head. Right. They're stationary. <laughs> but they small. They're, but they're stationary. They, they, yeah, they are stationary. They're wherever your head is. <laughs> when they hit that water, it goes. It goes. You're talking about people have been dispersed. Dispersed, right. Throughout the ocean. <laughs> and he's going to say, ah, come here. Come to me. And all those little granules of yeah. person of dust are going to come back together. Oh, oh, however he do it. That's just how amazing he is. Yeah. It ain't even for us to even try to fathom that. Right. Like I was about to say, I, I used to stretch my brain trying to figure out where he came from. I knew I came out my mother. Mm-hmm. My mother came out her mother. My grandmother came out my great-grandmother. Where did God come from? I was nine years old and he was like, son, <laughs> Don't worry about that. You ain't got the brain, you ain't got the don't, capacity. Don't worry about it. And I'm talking about, bro, I was nine. I remember this. Mm-hmm. He said, don't worry about it. And then they, they come up with a commercial. Why ask why? I re- look up the copyright on when that came. I guarantee it was around 89. 89. <laughs> I guarantee it was around 89. Why ask why? You had any thoughts like that? I definitely have had. had you could just consider God, and you just like, how in the world? I've thought about. I was like, because then I used to ask my parents when I was young, and they were like, He was just always here. He's the Alpha and the Omega, so it was like He was just here from the beginning. I'm like, How are you just here? Like, what was it like? So, like, God's of the earth, and then He's just like, like I couldn't, I couldn't, I still I'm gonna can't tell comprehend you, it. I'm gonna tell you a peek of what He gave me about it, and I, I is this statement is both profound and vague at the same time. He was like, I am life. Life is the existence of something. So if he was here before anything, that's life. Mm-hmm. If there was nothing, that would be the opposite of life. But since he is life, yeah. that's how he always was. In order to be, there must be life. That's why he's the I am. Yeah. I'm sitting there like, <laughs> he's the, that's why he calls himself the great I am, the great life. Exodus 3.14. I love how I reason it. Okay. I shall be. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. What yeah, I right. shall be. I shall be what I shall be. Meaning that encompasses everything. Everything. From the beginning to the middle to the end. Mm. And, and and a point was just made that, you know, even though our loved ones may not be uh, 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 scattered by ash, even though, you know, the body naturally decomposes. Mm-hmm. Um, 1990. Why ask why? Oh, 1990? Yeah. Yeah, okay. I was, I was 10. Okay. So he, he brought that about on the back end. I didn't get caught up in YS Why because he checked me before it even came out. Before he came out. You understand what I'm saying? That's how, that's how right. you rock with your boy. But the thing about it is, it's like, you know, that little box that you that you packed away in, yeah. it's not going to hold you. It's not going to hold you. And it's, it's not going to necessarily keep, you yeah. know, the natural process of death from taking place. No, nah, it's not. That's right. But that's why you're packed away in a box. So that, we don't need to see that. Right. Nobody we don't needs need to see that. Decompose. You know what I'm yeah. saying? You don't, you don't even need to give it thought. Right. Just know. That when that person comes forth from the grave, oh man, perfection. 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 You're gonna be changed, and bro. In a moment, in the twinkling of an eye. All the blemishes that you got on you, that them love handles you can't get away from. Come on now. Tags, Come on, man. Bumps, uh, scars. All that drinking. All that yeah, You know what I'm saying? The scars you done scraped Come yourself on, when you was a kid. All that's gonna be going. You're gonna be pristine like a baby. Even, even better than that. And your garments are gonna be whiter than snow. Yeah, it's, it's. No, oh, you know what? Let me, oh, close it. No, close it up. Flip it over, turn it around, open it, no, turn it around, open it like that. Yeah, it goes backwards. Yeah. Let's just say that, yeah. Put that, put that, put it up here, put it up here on your collar. Yeah. Yeah, while he looking for that Exodus 314, mm-hmm. um, which is basically, you know, that the most I said I am, that I but it reads a little differently, mm-hmm. and it's not, and it says I shall be that which I shall be. That just, like I said, that just encompasses, to me, 
in my personal opinion, I, I, I am is, is concrete. And he is. He is who he says he is. But I shall be, in my opinion, man, it just goes all over the place. It takes, man, I should. You go around the corner, I'm over there. If you was over here, I'm there. I was there too. If you, I'm right here right now, I shall be. It's like whatever it is. You got it? Yeah, I have it. It says, God answered Moses. Read from 12. Read from okay, 12. read from 12. And he said, for I shall be with you, and this is your sign that I have sent you. We have, t When you take the people out of Egypt, you will serve God on this mountain. Moses said to God, behold, when I come to the children of Israel and say to them, the God of your forefathers has sent me to you, and they say to me, what is his name? What shall I say to them? God answered Moses, I shall be as I shall be. And he said, so shall you say to the children of Israel, I shall be has sent me to you. Agreed. God said further to Moses, so shall you say to the children of Israel, Hashem, the God of your forefathers, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob has dispatched me to you. This is my name forever. And this is my remembrance from generation to generation. There you go right there. The Most High just stamped himself. But you read Hashem which in Hebrew is simply the name. But in the actual Hebrew, which is on the other page, where Hashem is there, it's Yahweh. Just a side note. Mm -hmm. when, you, when you read Hashem, uh -huh. that's Hebrew for the name. Okay. Shem, by definition, is name. Hashem is the name. Okay. Hashem said, the name said, this is my name yeah. forever. His name ain't Hashem. They just, they just, didn't, they just didn't write out his name. Thank you. First mm -hmm. Corinthians chapter 14. That's not in it. But First Corinthians 14, 6 through 20. And I got to give a little precursor to this. Okay. The most I showed off this weekend on a number of different levels. And you know, the devil is a sucker. He's a vicious clown. And I'm talking about clown in every sense of the word. Dancing around with the big stupid feet and the dumb head. He's a clown. Laugh that nigga out. I'm sorry. Laugh that joke out. He's a clown. Laugh him out. A joyful heart doing good like a medicine. As he's bringing on that BS, laugh in his face. It's going to piss him off. But y'all got your back. Mm. He can't rumble with the father. He's your real God. Come on, man. Mm -hmm. Real God. Real God. We read that. We read that. Y'all read that. Yeah, yeah. That's what he said. He said he said that. He said, I will be your real God. That means I got your back. He got our back. That's how he ties stuff together. Mm -hmm. But you understand, he, 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 he's going to try to bring stuff into your mind because this is the battleground. This is the battleground. Yeah, he, he might bring somebody to physically try to hurt you, mm -hmm. to shoot you, to stab you, to punch you in the mouth. That's going to leave an outward scar. He likes to try to dig in to this, this part of us, dog is here. That way we carry around with us, literally. I got, I got scars, man. I got bruise. I got a Nike swoosh on the back of my neck. Just do it. Nike swoosh. This is a reminder to not just do it. Because <laughs> when I did this, when I did what happened back here, yeah. I don't need to do that no more. Okay. So all that just do it stuff, right. disregard that. You get your head chopped off. They nigga tried to cut my head off. You understand what I'm saying? But... All praise of the most, how it didn't happen. He wants us to dwell on 
stuff that we can't do anything about. We can't do anything about it. The most I can do something about yeah. it. When we pray and we confess our sins mm -hmm. and we believe mm -hmm. that we've interacted with the Father on that issue, we, our, our next responsibility is to let it go. Because it, how you gonna, I can't, take this. I'm giving this to Brad. Mm -hmm. Why are you taking it? Because you won't let it go. Because I won't let it go. <laughs> now, now, now he got it. Right. You know what I'm saying? But look, it, it, it could have literally been like, I keep the top. But I get a majority of the pen away. Yeah. No, I got to give him all of that. Take. The, I don't need that highlighter. Right. And he might really need that highlighter right now to highlight something. I don't need it right now. I don't need a period no more when it comes to our, our sins or something we've done. We got to give it to the Father. And he cast it into the sea of forgetfulness. Meaning sea that's forgetfulness. his sea yeah. of forgetfulness. And here we go fishing. Trying to find that old thing. But who, who, who's Ooh, right there? What's up? Oh, man. But just, just rest on the fact that the Most High said he's going to forget. Now, if he knows everything and he has the whole account, it, let me tell you how powerful his mind is. He has the ability to forget mm -hmm. what you did after you repent. But if you don't repent and you continue to act up, there's scripture here that says, I will remember. He will remember. All your transgressions. He will remember. <laughs> I, I'll make my mind remember all your transgressions. There's a book. Everything is written. That's scary. That's scary, man. And all that, all that, I don't know who I believe. I all, look, names aside, there's a book that got everything we ever thought or said, did or did or did yeah. in it. I don't want that book opened up on my. On, on, don't read. Don't read my section. My page is gonna be covered with blood, man. Covered with blood. You ain't gonna be able to see. Man, don't read that. Please, y'all, don't read my pages. Mm. Bump embarrassing. I might get book. consumed just from hearing what I did. You understand what I'm saying? It, it, it's, it's, it's. That's the only way that that book, that's, that's the only way that you cannot be condemned over what is in that book. Because that book is an accurate record. It's an accurate it's, record. It's taken angels. with awful exactness. Your angels, angels are, are sitting record. there, they're keeping record. And they don't get tired. And they have orders from the Most High, which they have never uh, transgressed against. And so like, and like Yah is no respecter of persons. Yeah. Uh, 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 Acts ten thirty four. Mm -hmm. Angels are on assignment, so they made they made love Raphael. They're like, man, dang, Rock, come on, man, don't do that. Ah, my man did it. They gotta write it down. That's their job. Nothing against you, bro. This business, this ain't personal. But then what happens? Out of the mercy that that flows from the Father, that is is this. It's bountiful, bountiful, I'm trying to figure out the word. It has no boundary. Let me say that, his, merciful, his mercifulness. He extends himself through his spirit to get you to repent so he can strike that out in the blood. He, to strike that out so it's like you've repented of it, it's no longer being held against you. So when the devil calls it up, where's the evidence? Boom, right here, what does the book read? Boundless. The book, boundless, boundless, boundless. 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 So I did add the right word, all right, bet, boundless. When he opens the book, he said, well, the book was the record. So the devil's saying this, you saying that, let's look, see what the book says. He opens the book and is struck out with a red line. Oh, wait a minute. Why is it struck out with a red line? That ain't happen. Messiah come forward. I paid for that. That ain't happen. I paid for that. Don't hold it against him. Jury, jury, oh, man, he's jury, clean. He's jury, spotless. Jury, disregard, disregard that statement. Yeah. <laughs> the instruction from the judge is to the jury, disregard that statement. Mm. That does not apply to this particular defendant mm. because of 
this guy right here. Yeah. Because of your shot. Mm-hmm. what I'm saying? That's all it is, man. That's in the courts of heaven. That's as simple as it gets. All praise of the most high testimony. The brother from the last show. Yeah. When Jeanette yeah. was not guilty. All four counts. Oh, yeah. Not guilty. Yeah, not all guilty. four counts. You understand what I'm saying? So, yeah, it's all praise of the most high. This is, see, and it, look, at that, look at how the flipping time is running. That's crazy. We've been sitting here for an hour already. Mm-hmm. This Sabbath, you know, man, I didn't go to church, but I went to worship with my little brother mm-hmm. and his girl. I almost left because he ain't answer his phone when I hit him. But I'm talking to my sister on the phone about water for the thirsty. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? But the night before, Friday night, that's why I said put that, put that on your shirt. Like on your, like, yeah, put that on there. Uh, I'm talking, I, I thought I was talking to you. You know what I'm saying? I might, we might have talked about this Sabbath morning. But I know I was talking to my, my stepfather the night before. Mm-hmm. Friday, the day before. Right. About that Bible that him and my mother gave me when I was like 16, 17. Right, right. You know yeah. what I'm saying? 16, I'm 30, I'm about to be 39 in three days. 16, 17. That was the only memory I had of that Bible, that I used to read it back then. Apparently, I gave it to my little brother. Because when I went to his house, mm-hmm. he pulled that Bible out. And we read from it. Mm-hmm. There was stuff highlighted in that Bible. There was stuff that he had underlined, and there was stuff that I had underlined from back in the day. He sent me several verses from where, um, where he had underlined stuff and I underlined stuff. When he opened up, he opened up to 1 Corinthians 14, 16 through 20. And this is going to speak to anybody that professes to be a servant, that professes to be a pastor, that professes to be a teacher, that professes to be a man of God. Let's go there. 1 Corinthians chapter 14, starting at verse 6. Matter of fact, I'm going to start from the beginning. Follow after charity or love and desire spiritual gifts but rather that ye may prophesy. Follow after charity and desire spiritual gifts, but rather that ye may prophesy. For he that speaketh in an unknown tongue speaketh not unto men, but unto Elohim. But no man understandeth him. Howbeit in the spirit he speaketh mysteries. Verse three, for he that prophesieth speaketh unto men of edification and exhortation and comfort. He that speaketh an unknown tongue edifieth himself, but he that prophesieth edifieth the ecclesia, the church, or the group of people that have come together to worship. I would that ye all speak with tongues. I would that ye all speak with tongues, but rather that ye prophesy. I would that ye all speak with tongues, but rather that ye prophesy. For greater is that, for greater is he that prophesieth than he that speaketh with tongues, except he interpret that the ecclesia or the church or the body of believers may receive edifying. Verse six, now, brethren, if I come unto you speaking with tongues, what shall I profit you? If I come unto you speaking another language, how you gonna benefit from that, especially if I can't tell you what I'm saying? If I come unto you speaking with tongues, what shall I profit you except I shall speak to you either by revelation or by knowledge or by prophesying or by doctrine? If I come unto you speaking with tongues, what shall I profit you, except I shall speak to you like... Wait, 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 wait. Prophesying. 
But now, brethren, if I come to you speaking in tongues, what shall I profit you unless I speak to you either by revelation, that's by knowledge, by prophesying, or by teaching? Unless. That's the word that was missing. Because I knew that, but that didn't say that. But they needed to hear that. Right. So it's un unless you do the back end, there's no reason for me to come to you doing the front. Well, I'm going to come speak to you. How about you? For what? Unless I can break it down. But it'd be better off that I come prophesying or testifying. Because you can get edification from that. Exactly. Verse 7. And even things without life. life, and even things without life giving sound, whether pipe or harp, except they give a distinction in the sounds, how shall it be known what is pipe or harp? Mm. <laughs> so if there's two or three different instruments, if they just all making sounds, unless there's a distinction, they're going to all sound the same. You ain't got the notes. Yeah. <laughs> if you ain't got the written notes that you're supposed to play, you a trumpet. You a trombone. Mm -hmm. I'm a French horn. We can't all just hit whatever notes we want to hit mm -hmm. and think we making music because we all saying, making sounds. Mm -hmm. It's not how that works. You got to play your note. You got to play your note. Mm -hmm. I got to play. Or sometimes you ain't supposed to play because mm -hmm. it's not your position to play in that moment. It's time for the French mm -hmm. horn to play. And I'm going to do my thing. And then it's time for the trumpet to sound. The trump of, a trumpet is a pop. I used, play the trumpet. I used to play the trumpet in the fourth grade. I'm not going to get off track. You see what verse 8 say. For if the for if the trumpet give an uncertain sound, who, who shall prepare himself to battle? If you're supposed to be a trumpet to sound a battle call, you coming off sounding like a flipping tuba. But you're supposed to be. Who's going to get up and get ready? Somebody going to be like, man, a nigga playing the tuba right now. What the heck does Ron got on TV? Cartoon. <laughs> cartoon. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I should have looked. I should have looked to the left. Nah. You know what I'm saying? Don't look to the left or to the right. You, know, you they, hey, they straight jump ahead. in whenever you want, man. You want to okay. say something? Especially if you got something. You know what I'm saying? Go ahead. Well, if the trumpet give an uncertain sound, right. who shall prepare himself for the battle? Right. So likewise, ye, except ye utter by the tongue words easy to be understood. Likewise, ye. Except ye utter by the tongue words easy to be understood, how shall it be known what is spoken? For ye shall speak into the air. There are, it may be, so many kinds of voices in the world, and none of them is without signification. Signification, like significance. Right. Therefore, if I know not the meaning of the voice, I shall be unto him that speaketh a barbarian, and he that speaketh shall be a barbarian unto me. Even so ye, for as much as ye are zealous of spiritual gifts, seek that ye may excel to the edifying of the ecclesia, or the church, or the body of believers. Wherefore, let him that speaketh in an unknown tongue pray that he may interpret it. Now, it didn't say it, it said, pray that, what does yours say? Therefore, let him who speaks in a tongue pray that he may interpret. For if I pray in an unknown tongue, my spirit prayeth, but my understanding is, is unflipping fruitful. You're supposed to know them by their fruit. You will know them. If you're working for the Most High, it's going to be evident in, the, in your fruits. If I pray in an unknown tongue, my spirit prayeth. So yeah, you're, you're, you might get some fulfillment out of that. But, my understanding is unfruitful. Ain't nobody going to get no understanding from what you're talking about if you're the only one that know what you're talking about. What good is that? 
What is it then? What is the conclusion then? I will pray with the Spirit and I will also pray with understanding. I will sing with the Spirit and I will also sing with the understanding. Otherwise, if you bless with the Spirit, how will he who occupies the place of the uninformed say amen mm. at your giving of thanks since he does not understand what you say? Mm. Hold, hold, hold up, hold up, hold up. Yeah. That can go as far as not even speaking a tongue. You got a lot of pastors that be at the pulpit babbling, looking for an amen from the congregation. Mm. Why sitting there? I can't get an amen. Maybe you ain't say nothing. Maybe you ain't say nothing worth amen. Go ahead. That's, that's, that, you can speak on that, but that's true. Pastors do be fishing for amens, man. Um, for you indeed give thanks well, but the other is not ed edified. Huh. For you indeed give thanks well, but the other is not edified. It's not about you. I thank Yah I speak with tongues more than you all. Yet in the church I would rather speak five words with my understanding that I may teach others also than 10,000 words in a tongue. Brethren, do not be children in understanding. However, in malice, be babes. But in understanding, be mature. That was 20. That's what we started out with. And I ain't mean to, you know what I'm saying, kidnap this broadcast, but... I'm talking about, man, the Ruach used my Jeremiah 1. I ain't too much. Jeremiah 1, 4 through 10 was, was, I don't know if that's exactly where we went next, but this is the order that he sent me the text. And I asked him specifically, sent it to me like this. Jeremiah 1, 4 through 10. Then the word of Yahweh came unto me, saying, Before I formed thee in the belly, I knew thee. Oh, yeah, that and before thou camest forth out of the womb, I sanctified thee. And I, now, now mind you now, when we was when we was worshiping Sabbath, I was reading out the NIV, which I don't even rock with no more. I'm just gonna make that clear. But that's that's the he 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 gave me the understanding of the day that you know we're in different places. Mm -hmm. You know we're not all in the same place. So some people need that that clear that that clearing up yeah. uh, of scripture so they can get that understanding. Mm -hmm. I love this what others considered complicated reading because I'm a complicated person. Yeah. I enjoy letting the spirit break it down to me as opposed to just wanting to, it to be easily read. You know what I'm saying? But that's just, just a commercial. Um, then the word of Yahweh came unto me saying, before I formed thee in the belly, I knew thee. And before thou camest forth out of the womb, I sanctified thee. I ordained thee a prophet unto the nations. Now we talking about it, it being better. This is, how the Holy Spirit, this is how the Ruach had us jumping around. It's better to prophesy. Than speaking tongues, 1 Corinthians 14. Speaking tongues, that's your thing. But you better know what you're talking about. But prophesy with words that can be understood, mm -hmm. that the most high can stand. Before I formed thee in the belly, I knew thee. And before thou camest forth out of the womb, I sanctified thee, and I ordained thee a prophet unto the nations. Then I said, Ah. Lord God, behold, I cannot speak, for I am a child. But Yahweh said unto me, Say not I am a child, for thou shalt go to all. Say not that I am a child, for thou shalt go to all that I shall send thee, and whatsoever I command thee, thou shalt speak. Whatsoever I shall command thee, thou shalt speak. That's why I give no thought what you're going to say in that day, because as long as this thing is written in your heart, He's going to give you what you're supposed to say. Mm -hmm. 
I command thee, uh, I, uh, for thou shalt go to all that I shall send thee, and whatsoever I command thee, thou shalt speak. Be not, be not afraid of their faces, for I am with thee. Mm -hmm. Deliver, I, be not afraid of their faces, for I am with thee to deliver thee, saith Yahweh. Then Yahweh put forth his hand and touched my mouth. And Yahweh said unto me, Behold, I have put my words in thy mouth. See, I have this day set thee over the nations and over the kingdoms to root out and to pull down and to destroy and to throw down, to build and to plant. Give me Isaiah uh, uh, 58 real quick, please, sir. As you're looking for that, I'm going to go to Psalm 1. Uh, man, I feel like this is what it's supposed to be. What we supposed to be doing? This is what we supposed to be doing. Mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying, man, Dwayne was just in that joint reading, man, standing that joint like, yeah, like man, man, like man, yeah. Isaiah, what? Isaiah 58, 58. Isaiah 58. 58. Yeah, that's what you said. Isaiah 58. 58 verse one. Uh, it's underlined. Okay. Um, let me let me get this real quick. Psalm one. Blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, mm -hmm. nor standeth in the way of sinners nor sitteth in the seat of the scornful, but his delight is in the law of Yahweh, and in his law doth he meditate day and night, and he shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that bringeth forth his fruit in his, in his season. His leaf shall not wither, and whatsoever he doeth shall prosper. The ungodly are not so, but are like the chaff. But the wind driveth away. Keep going. I'm, I'm oh, that's remember. Okay, okay. Therefore, the ungodly shall not stand in the judgment, right. nor sinners in the congregation of the righteous. For Yahweh knoweth the way of the righteous, but the way of the ungodly shall perish. What does that say? What's our purpose? Isaiah 58. Isaiah 58. First. What's underlined right there? It's only. It's like a quick part. 12. Yeah. What's, what, okay. But you. you it says ancient ruins will be rebuilt through you. Ancient ruins will be. So that's what verse is that? That's 12. So read from 7 to 15. Okay. Starting at 7. Mm -hmm. Surely you shall break your bread for the hungry and bring the morning poor, the morning poor, your home. When you see a naked person, clothe them and do not hide yourself from your kin. Mm. Then, you, then your light will burst out like the dawn and your healing will speedily sprout. Your righteous deed will precede you and the glory of Hashem will gather you in. Then you will call him, Hashem will respond. You will cry out and he will say, here I am. If you remove from your midst perversion, finger pointing and evil speech and offer your soul to the hungry and satisfy the afflicted soul, then your light will shine even in the darkness. And always sate your soul in times of drought and strengthen your bones. Mm. And yeah. you will be like a well-watered garden and a spring water hose, water never fails. Mm -hmm. Ancient ruins will be rebuilt through you, and you will restore generations' old foundations, and they will call you repair a breach and restore a path for habitation. If you remain your foot because it is the Sabbath, refrain from accomplishing your own desires of my holy day. If you proclaim the Sabbath a delight in the holy day of Hashem honored, and you honor it by not engaging in your own affairs, from seeking your own needs or discussing the forbidden, and then you will delight in then you will delight in Hashem, and I will mount you astride the heights of the world. Mm -hmm. I will provide you the heritage of your forefather Jacob, for the mouth of Hashem has spoken. You kept going, didn't you? 
Nah, that was, I think that's it, yeah. What, what verse was that you just read? That was 14. Oh, that was to the end? It end, yeah. Wow. I didn't even know that. Mm-hmm. I, I just called two numbers, yeah. 7 to 14. Anyway, <laughs> all praise of the Most High. Deuteronomy 28. Deuteronomy 28. Um, what what is what has been shown? What's what's taking place right now mm-hmm. is is it's a rebuilding process. It's a rebuilding process, and it ain't so much a a, a new stru- tuck point. Tuck point is when you got a structure, you sandblast a little bit of the joints of the bricks, and you refill it with new mortar. You know what I'm saying? But uh-huh. you don't tear down the structure. Okay. You're refacing the structure to make it look new. But it's the same old brick. It's the same old mortar. We're the same building. We just need to be pointed up. Pointed up. Uh-huh. You understand what I'm saying? Sure. And as the Most High is pointing us up, we're going to look better than what the building looked back then. It looked great in its original state. But how much better is it going to look once the Most High points it up? You got Deuteronomy 28? Mm-hmm. 1 through 28. Okay. It shall be that if you hearken to the voice of Hashem, your God, to observe, to perform all of his commandments mm, that I command yeah. you this day, then Hashem, your God, will make you supreme over all the nations of the earth. All these blessings will come upon you and overtake, overtake you, you if you hearken to the voice of Hashem, your God. Blessed shall you be in the city and blessed shall you be in the field. Blessed shall be in the fruit of your womb and the fruit of your ground and the fruit of your animals, the offspring of your cattle and the flocks of your sheep and goats. Blessed shall be your fruit basket and your kneading bowl. Blessed shall you be when you come in and blessed shall you be when you go out. Hashem shall cause your enemies who rise up against you to be struck down before you. On one road, they will go out toward you, and on seven roads, they will flee before you. <laughs> Hashem will command a blessing for you and your storehouses and your ever undertaking, every undertaking. And he will bless you in the land, the land that Hashem, your God, your God gives you. Hashem will confirm you for himself as a... As a Hashem will confirm you for himself as a holy people as he swore to you. If you observe the commandments of Hashem, your God, and you go in his ways, then all the people of the earth will see that the name of Hashem is proclaimed over you and that they will revere you. Hashem shall give you bountiful goodness and the fruit of your womb and the fruit of your animals and the fruit of your ground and the ground that Hashem swore to your forefathers to give to you. Hashem shall open for you his storehouse of goodness, the heavens to provide rain for your land in his time, and to bless all of your handiwork. You shall lend to many nations, but you shall not borrow. Hashem shall place you as a head and not as a tail. You shall be only above and you shall not be below. If you hearken to the commandments of Hashem, your God, that I command you today to observe and to perform, and you do not turn away from any of the words that I command you to this day, right or left to follow guys of others to worship them but it will be that if you do not hearken to the voice of Hashem your God to observe to perform all his commandments and his decrees that I command you today then all these curses will come upon you and overtake you mm-hmm. a curse will you be in the city and a curse will you be in the field a curse will you be in a fruit basket and your kneeling bowl kneading bowl mm-hmm. A curse will be the fruit of your womb and the fruit of your ground, the offspring of your cattle and the flocks of your sheep and goats. A curse will you be when you come in and a curse will you be when you go out. Hashem will send you in, send in your midst attrition, confusion and worry and your every undertaking that you will do un- until you are destroyed. 
and until you are quickly annihilated because of the evil of your deeds for, have, for having forsaken me. Hashem will attach the plague to you until it consumes you from up upon the ground to which you are coming to possess it. Hashem will strike you, swelling lesions with fever, with burning heat, with thirst, and with sword, and with wind blasts, and with withering. Mm. And they will pursue you until your destruction. Mm. Your heavens over your head will be copper, and the land beneath you will be iron. Hashem will make the rain of your land dust and dirt mm. from the heaven. It will descend upon you until you are destroyed. Hashem will cause you to be struck down before your enemies. On one road you will go out against him, but on seven roads you will flee before him. And you will be a cause of terror to all the kingdoms of the earth. Your carcass will be food for every bird of the sky and animal of the earth, and nothing will frighten them. Hashem will strike you with the boils of Egypt, with hemorrhoids, with wet boils and dry boils, of which you cannot be cured. Hashem will strike you with madness and with blindness and with confounding of the heart. That's mean, man. Yeah. That's what we all are dealing with. Everybody can attest to something. That was just read. Mm -hmm. Because we're not hearkening unto the voice of Hashem. We're not doing what the Most High would have us to do. And on the back end of that, it gives you the curses. But that's, we not gonna, we ain't, ain't trying to dog nobody. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Just trying to bring about some understanding. Yeah. And before I go into my Joel, what I got in Joel, I'm going I'm to I'm yield. Because I don't want to hijack the whole demonstration. Mm -hmm. Because I know you got something. I know you got something. I don't even know if you know you got something. But you got something. And, and, and you probably got something. But I, I'm a, I, I, got, I got like, I got one. I got Joel 1, 3 through 5, 15. 3 through 5, verse 15, verse uh, 21 through 25, and then 28 through 32, and then Joel, well, that's chapter 2. Uh, I got some stuff in Joe. I got some stuff in Joe. What 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 is what is, what is the reward giving you right now, bro? Well, one of the things that I've got from just everything, just being in here, is like, and I was telling Brad this in the car. Every single day, you start when you start going through the motions. You go to work. You go home. You go to church. You talk to family. You talk to friends. If you're dating, you're dealing with that. It just seems like it's never ending. You be like, this is always going. I'm dealing with the stress, but like his grandma passed this morning, and I know she was a little bit older, but it's still uh, just a couple of years ago. I was at Brandon when they moved to the new house, and we were shooting that video, and I was his grandma was talking to us ever like, oh, don't put the camera on me yet until I fix my hair. Just normal brain was all everything there, and just two years later, like all of that is over, mm -hmm. which makes you think like we put every all our stock into doing these things on earth. Like, I'm gonna save some money so my family has some money down the line so I can have money in my retirement. Like, I'm gonna put this in, like, let me save these, I'm gonna buy up these things so I'll have these and maybe they'll be worth some money someday, you know, whatever you collect. We yeah. just keep storing things over and yeah. over, just mentally and actually we store physical things for later and it's just like, when it's all gone, like, everything, like, that's the end of everything. Right. And I think that's a, that may be a little bit too much for people to handle. Mm. Like, you mean to tell me all this money I saved, all this knowledge I acquired on the earth, and the doctor just told me I had six months to live, and it's all about to be, like, all this is over. It's never going to mean anything to me on this earth again. At that point in time, there has to be something after that, because if you don't truly believe in your heart that there's nothing after that, you're doomed. That's going to be a miserable six months for you. Mm. What, what What's the parable? Mm. Uh the Messiah told about the man 
who went out and he was very wealthy. He said, man, I'm a, I am ai done filled up my storehouse. I'm about to go buy and build 10 more storehouses and then I'm gonna have increase from all that. I'm gonna live off of it pleasant and fat all, your, all my days. And then that night, the Most High said, fool, tonight your the very soul. night is required of you. Your soul is required of you. This very night, he called him a fool first. And he was gone that night. All them plans, man, all that stuff, gone. You know what I'm saying? And that's why that's why you got to think. It's a, it's an ominous thought. I'll be real and say that. It is an ominous thought. It's like, man, what, what happens? Because you can't talk to somebody after they've experienced death. Some people believe they can, and they go to great lengths to, to try to do that. But you yourself, for your own personal experience, you only die once. You only go to sleep one time. After that, we believe, you know what I'm saying, then it's going to be the second coming. But you only got a chance at life one time. You know what I'm saying? After that, you don't know what's going to happen. So if you, that's why people go so ham in doing what you said, their whole regular routine. That's why they do that until they get on their deathbed. I've heard several accounts from my granddad. He talked about where there were, there were people who of fame and fortune who have written books discrediting God and talking about his non-existence and using science to prove it, like all the way up until their dying God. breath. God and then they got God. sick. They was in their deathbed. And they were, they were praying and crying out loud mm -hmm. for the mercy and the grace of Yahweh. Mm -hmm. Saying, it's like, man, if I could just take back all these works that I did. It was one book that my grandfather talked about. It was, it's been, it was a, an instrument of the devil in mm -hmm. getting people to disbelieve the existence of God. And the dude that wrote it on his deathbed, he's like, man, I'd give a thousand lifetimes to take that back. To take that, to take that one work back, man, and to make sure that I'm good as I close my eyes, cause it's about to be over. It's over. Do you know? Do you know who Albert Pike is? Do you know who Albert Pike is? I never heard of Albert Pike. I know who he is. Albert Pike. You, can you, you mind looking up Albert Pike? He he got something to do with Freemasonry, if I'm not mistaken, mm. uh, or the esoteric aspect of things. I used to all. I've always known that there was a statue. Of Albert Pike in DC somewhere. Oh. D downtown. Uh -huh. You know what I'm saying? The other day, I'm coming out 395 out the tunnel. You know where that mother flipping statue is? Right by the courthouse. Ah. Yeah, the courthouse. Right yeah. by the courthouse where laws are decided. Mm -hmm. where, 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 where rulings are handed mm -hmm. down. But you got this joker that he about to read a, a, a brief synopsis of who this man Albert Pike is, mm -hmm. that's what this city stands on. It wasn't a statue. Well, you can't put a statue of your holiday there because we don't know what he looked like. Mm -hmm. you know, the, 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 even the Greeks had a, a temple to the unknown god. Mm -hmm. Well, it wasn't Diana because they knew who Diana was. Well, we, sh we, we shouldn't be putting up stuff. They said don't make any graven images, man. Don't, don't, we shouldn't be doing that. At all. The reason why we shouldn't do that at all is because it gives us temptation to admire and place reverence for that thing that is non-animate and not alive. Even if it's not made for worship, if I if you die and I make a statue of you to commemorate you, that's I shouldn't be doing that. That's a graven image. That's a graven image of you. And now when I look at that lifeless thing, they never know you, mm. never was alive, I'd be like, man, that's my man. Oh, you know what I'm saying? And that's what this represents. It's like that's just a stone. Or a piece of wood. Is. You know That's what I'm saying? It it's, it, it's inanimate. So it's like, don't do that. It'd be better that I play the memory in my mind rather than make a graven image, man. Graven uh -huh. images ain't. What you, you see, bro? I got this. I'm going to read uh, uh, what it says about like when you first joined Freemasonry. Go ahead. Because like, 
Well, first I want to say he's a. Uh, it said he was an American attorney, soldier, writer, and a Freemason. When you go down to when it talks about his life as a Freemason, it said Pike first joined the Fraternal Independent Order of Odd Fellows in 1840. He next joined the Masonic Lodge, where he became extremely active in the affairs of the organization. In 1859, he was elected Sovereign Grand Commander of the Scottish Rite Southern Jurisdiction. He remained Sovereign Grand Commander for the remainder of his life, which is a total of 32 years, devoting a large amount of his time developing the rituals of the order. Notably, he published a book called Morals and Dogma of the Ancient and Accepted Scottish Rite of Freemasonry in 1871, in which there were several subsequent editions. They helped the order grow during the 19th century. He also researched and wrote seminal treatise, Indio Aryan deities and worship as contained in Rivita. In America, Pike is still considered an eminent and influential Freemason, primarily in the Scottish Rite Southern jurisdiction. It says he died in Washington, D.C. at 81. He was buried in Oak Hill Cemetery. Mm. The burial was against his wishes, though. He had left instructions for his body to be cremated. In 1944, his remains were moved to the House of the Temple, headquarters of the Southern Jurisdiction of Scottish Rite. A memorial to Pike is located in the Judiciary Square neighborhood of Washington, D.C. He is the only Confederate military offer, officer with an outdoor statue in Washington, D.C. Hmm. That's, that's a statue I passed by. Yeah, Judiciary Square is, you yeah. know, that's yeah, on 4th Street, right by the right courthouse. There. Right there. And he has a statue that statue that's right there, when you, 4th Street, when you coming out 4th, and you hitting, what is that? What is, what is that, that? That's right there. You coming about the tunnel? Yeah, like you have the, the you have the Judiciary Square building, the Independence, one four four fourth Street. Might I don't know if that is. That's five. Independence, independence is, yeah. is the court building. Yeah. So it's got to be Fourth and Independence. Yeah, I know right exactly in between. What you're talking about, and yeah. I know now. I know exactly what statue you're talking about. That's that stat. Did you? But you did. You yeah. probably didn't know that was. I never noticed that, and I, I never knew who that was. But, but I know that they is. always say DC is a big Masonic town oh, oh, with yes. Benjamin Banneker designing it and him being the Mason. And then you can see how one of the main things you can see when you're looking in the tour is you can see the Capitol, you can see the uh, monument, and you can see the big Masonic temple over there in Mount Vernon. 16th Street, bro. Yeah. You got you got the Scottish right. I think it's Scottish right. It's on 16th Street. Got a mean temple directly in line. I think it's the 13th. I don't, I don't know Merid, what Meridian is, but it's right in line with the uh, with the flipping yeah, with the White House. Right Instrumental informing the KKK. Wow. Albert Pike, uh, Brigadier General Albert Pike is a public artwork in Washington D.C. On Brigadier General Albert Brigadier General Albert Pike is a public artwork in Washington D.C. honoring Albert Pike. There is not a jot of reliable proof that Albert Pike was ever a member, much less an officer of the Klan. Who wrote that? It says there is not a jot of reliable proof that Albert Pike was even a member. I don't know who that is. Oh, that's Wikipedia. Well, there you go. Yeah. That's Wikipedia. There ain't nobody rocking with Wikipedia. Um, a statue erected in 1901 honoring Albert Pike stands near judiciary, like you just read. Critics contend, critics contend that he was instrumental in forming the Ku Klux Klan. And then you got Wikipedia. That's Washington Post, but then Wikipedia come through and with some BS like they do. But I said that to say that you you know you you see what this 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 this, this country is built on. You know we we've been blessed to be uh, residents of this particular area, this nation. You know our nation's capital. There have been benefits that came along with it. At the same time, there's been a lot of curses that came along with being from Washington, D.C. I used to pride myself on being from the District of Columbia. I used to love my city until I came to understand that the vicious, <coughs> demonic presence 
that's over the District of Columbia that's a vicious clown that just hovers over the mall, you know, where, where between the Capitol and the Lincoln Memorial, mm -hmm. and it spans out probably about six blocks in each direction that cover all those federal buildings. Mm -hmm. Vicious dark cloud, bro. I don't care if the sun is out in the clouds in the sky. There's a fog over those buildings because this is the seat of the United States government. It'll tell you in defi by definition, it's the seat of the United States government, just like mm -hmm. Vatican City is the seat of the Roman Catholic. Now, we understand seats and beasts. Mm -hmm. We understand the seats and the beasts. We do. So, you know, there's a significance to those structures, to that design. You know what I'm saying? What you got? I was just looking more on the Alvin Pike while you was uh, looking at it, man. And That's Joel, cool. right? Oh, I got, yeah, I got what, that last what, what? verse right here. This, oh. this, this is where, this is where we went to first. Yeah. And Joel. Yeah. I'm gonna read what I got already underlined from chapter one, chapter two, and chapter three of Joel. It's only three chapters. So I'm gonna read what I have underlined from these chapters, you know, let the, let the Ruach do whatever he do with it. Joel chapter one, verse three. Tell your children of it. Tell your children of it, and let your children to tell their children and their children. I gotta start from the beginning. The word of Yahweh that came to Joel, the son of Pethuel. Hear this, ye old men, and give ear all ye inhabitants of the land. Hath this been in your days or even in your days of your fathers? Hath this been in your days or even in the days of your fathers? Tell your children of it, and let your children tell their children, and their children another generation. That which the palmer worm hath left, that which the palmer worm hath left, hath the locust eaten. And that which the locust, the locust hath left, hath the cankerworm eaten. And that which the cankerworm hath left, the caterpillar eaten. Awake, ye drunkards, and weep, and howl, all ye drinkers of wine. Whether it's literal wine or the wine of flipping Babylon. That'll be another show. The wine of Babylon will be another show. But awake, ye drunkards, and weep, and howl, all ye drinkers of wine. Because of the new wine, what the Most High has revealed to us, the new wine, for it is cut off from your mouth. <laughs> for as a nation is come up among, for as a nation is come up upon, for a nation is come up upon my land, strong and without number, whose teeth are the teeth of a lion, and he hath the cheek, and he hath the cheek teeth of a great lion. He hath laid my vine waste and barked my fig tree. He hath made it clean bare and has and ha and cast it away. The branches thereof are made are the branches thereof are made white. Lament like a virgin girded with sackcloth for the husband of her youth. The meat offering and the drink offering is cut off from the house of Yahweh. The priest, the priest, Yahweh's ministers mourn. The field is wasted. The land mourneth, for the corn is wasted. The new wine is dried up. The oil languisheth. Be ye ashamed, O ye husbandmen. Howl, O ye vendressers, for the wheat and for the barley, because the harvest of the field is perished. The vine is dried up, and the fig tree... Okay, I apologize. I got a little carried away. I wanted to give you the first few verses, but I, I was supposed to read what's underlined. So I'm going to read again. Three through five, and I'm gonna to go to fifteen and what's underlined. Tell your child, tell ye your children of it, 
and let your children tell their children and their children another generation. That which the palmer worm hath that which the palmer worm hath left hath the locust eaten, and that which the locust hath left the canker worm eaten, and that which the canker worm hath left hath the caterpillar eaten. Awake, ye drunkards, and weep, and howl all ye drinkers of wine, because of the new wine, for it is cut off from your mouth. Verse 15, alas for the day, alas for the day, for the day of Yahweh is at hand, and as a destruction from the Almighty shall it come. Chapter 2, verse 21. Fear not, O land, be glad and rejoice, for Yahweh will do great things. Verse 23. Be glad then, ye children of Zion, and rejoice in Yahweh, your Elohim, for he has given you the former rain moderately, and he will cause to come down for you the rain. The former rain, me and the wind was just, mm. and the latter rain in the first month, verse 25. And I will restore to you the years that the locusts have eaten, the canker worm and the, <clears throat> and the caterpillar and the palmer worm, my great army, which I sent among you. He sent the locust and the canker worm and the caterpillar, but he's going to restore it. Verse 28. And it shall come to pass afterward that I will pour my spirit upon all flesh, and your sons and your daughters shall prophesy, your old And it shall come to pass afterward that I will pour my spirit upon all flesh and your sons and your daughters shall prophesy and your old men shall dream dreams. Your young men shall see visions and also upon the servants and upon the handmaids in those days will I pour out my spirit and I will show wonders in the heavens and, and, and in the earth, blood and fire and pillars of smoke. The sun shall be turned into darkness and the moon into blood before the great and terrible day of Yahweh come. 32, last verse, and it shall come to pass, last verse of chapter 2, and it shall come to pass that whosoever shall call upon the name of Yahweh shall be delivered for the mount, for mount, for in Mount Zion and in Jerusalem shall be deliverance. It says that it shall come to pass that whosoever shall call on the name of Yahweh shall be delivered. Yahweh, Yahweh, Yahuwah, for anybody that shall call on the Most High's name shall be delivered. For in Mount Zion and in Jerusalem shall be deliverance. As Yahweh have said, and in the remnant, <laughs> that ain't got nothing to do with the denomination. Mm. Mm. That's nothing to do with the denomination. Among the remnant. And in the remnant, whom Yah shall call. He gonna call the remnant. You hear that? And it shall come to pass that whosoever shall call, Joel chapter 2, verse 32, and it shall come to pass that whosoever shall call on the name of Yahweh shall be delivered. For in Mount Zion and in Jerusalem shall be deliverance, as Yahweh have said, and in the remnant whom Yah shall call. Chapter 3, verse 3. And they have cast lots for my people and have given a boy for an harlot. Oh, my goodness. Boy is payment for a harlot. Whew. Pedophilia, Slim. And they have cast lots for my people and have given a boy for an harlot. And sold a girl for wine that they might drink. That's, that's verse 3. Now, we're jumping to verse 8 to 14. I'm, 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 8 to 14. And I will. 8 to 14 is going to encompass 12 through 14. Okay. And I will sell your sons and your daughters into the hand of the children of Judah. And they shall sell them to the Sabians, to a people far off. For Yahweh have spoken it. Proclaim ye this among the Gentiles. Prepare war. 
Wake up the mighty men. Let all the men of war draw near. Let them come up. Beat your plowshares and the swords and your pruning hooks and the spears. Let the weak say I'm strong. Assemble yourselves and come all ye heathen and gather yourselves together round about. Thither, thither cause the mighty ones to come. What's your say? What's your letter say? It says, assemble and come, all you nations, and gather together all around, cause your mighty ones to go, cause your mighty ones to go down there, O Lord. Let the heathen be wakened, and come up to the valley of Jehoshaphat, for there will, for there will I sit to judge all the heathen round about. Put ye in the sickle, for the harvest is ripe. Come, get you down, for the press is full, the fast overflow, for the wickedness is great, multitudes multitudes in the valley of decision for they for the day of Yahweh is near multitudes multitudes in the valley of decision for the day of Yahweh is near in the valley of decision now real quick because I know you're gonna I know you're gonna close this out um Matthew this is what I open up to first I always gotta read the first thing I open up to Matthew chapter 11 verse 25 through 30 and I'm gonna shut up at that time Yahweh shall answer and said I thank thee O father Yah of heaven and earth, because thou hast bid these things that y'all had. At that time, Yahawashah answered and said, I thank thee, O Father, Yah of heaven and earth, Yah of heaven and earth, because thou hast hid these things from the wise and prudent and hast revealed them unto babes. Even so, Father, for so it is sent, for so it seemed good in thy sight. All these all these are delivered unto me of my father, and no man knoweth the son but the father. Neither knoweth any man the father save the son, and he to whomsoever the son will reveal him. Come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you, and learn of me, for I am meek and lowly in heart, and ye shall find rest unto your souls, for my yoke is easy, and my burden is light. I got to read the definition of context, and then I'm done. Context. Those parts of a discourse. Those parts didactic. of a discourse. I'm going to leave that alone. Those parts of a discourse, book, written, or printed article, etc., which are closely connected with any special sentence or word, and which should be taken into consideration in determining its meaning. So if great minds sat down mm -hmm. to intentionally disrupt the flow of this book, mm -hmm. their intention was to shift the context. Keep that in mind as you read. Mm. All praise to the most high. Out of those verses that you read in order, what's the, what's the theme of what you want the hearers to take away? And Joel? Yeah. I, I I don't know whatever whatever the ruach gave him. Mm. I didn't I don't have I had no. I, yeah, had no yeah, I got you. you know? I got you. Um. Yeah, man, this thing. This thing is serious, especially when it gets down to the end of what's going to happen in the great day of the Lord. Um. What I say, man, is. It's inherently important. You know, when we have this life down here, we never know that we have tomorrow promised, another week, another day, another month. We don't know. To make your call in an election sure is the most important thing that you can do. And the devil knows it's the most important thing that you can do. So what he wants to do is keep you distracted, keep you busy so that you do not delve into this word 
and you do not delve into a deeper relationship with the Most High. And this is the God, these are the guidelines, the foundation, and how you strengthen that relationship with Him. If you don't take the time out to do it, what time will you have in the end? You know what I'm saying? Your time is running out. No, but since you don't know when your clock is going to expire, it is intriguing. It is very important that you, you know, seek Him while you are still here, while you still got time. Um, right. Anything extra you'd like to add based on the discussion? We talked about the state of the dead. Just talked to, about several things. Bro. Well, just to piggy off, piggyback off of what you just said was about, like, why you're here. I just put the emphasis on, like, I have this discussion with people every day to make, like, what I, and I know one of the things I had to do, and it's no knock on my parents, no knock on the people who taught, like, taught me growing up and mm -hmm. any of that stuff, but... What I try to do as I got older is erase the things that I learned as I was a child so I could start all over again from mm -hmm. scratch so I could take everything in. Like, I, I was, uh, I wa I'm watching a guy, uh, I think he went to a new life. I can't remember his name. He's like, he wasn't a pastor, but they let him speak sometime. And I think he's going to the theology school at Howard. And uh, he was one of the things he said on Facebook, he told the teacher, he said, leave your God at the door. He said, basically, so you'll be open to learn new things about God so you won't have them in a box. Like mm -hmm. a lot of us already have God in a box, like, and he can't do more than what you've already placed him in that box to do. And he was like, he's learned more in these three months than he's, like, he learned his entire life and he's been studying mm -hmm. just because he emptied out his mind mm -hmm. going into there. So that's important. Man, pay attention to what this young brother just said. That's what we got to do. That's what we got to do. And we, we got to, we've got to uproot fantasy, get rid of falsehood and understand that the people that are talked about in this book right here are our ancestors. Yeah. That's our history. We did not start in this country in 1619. That's not where we originated. We came from somewhere. Where did we come from? Ask yourself that flipping question and do the research to find out. Stop letting these jokers re-educate you and tell you mm. that this is this and that is that. Figure it out for yourself. Books. Stop letting your flipping phone tell you what to do. Stop listening to your tablet or your flipping smart, dumb whatever. It's making you stupid. Real talk. Yeah, man. Um, other than that, bro, I got, I got, you know, I got nothing else, man. This, uh, this joint is serious. I'm gonna close this out. Go ahead. I'm gonna close this out. Um, cause I wanna, I wanna, I wanna touch on one more thing. And, you know, I'm not the one to boast or brag, but the most High does bless. Uh, I gave testimony about how he gave me the foreign position. Cool. Mm -hmm. But, you know, he looked out for Jeanette in, 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 a, in a mighty way, mm -hmm. bro. Talking about a mighty way, you know. You, you may not have seen the set. And I'm not, I'm not big on material stuff, so don't, don't think I'm bragging for what I'm about to say. Mm -hmm. But, you know, there was, a, there was a 750 Li in the mix. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Being oh, nice. big body. Jump. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah you know, but it, yeah. Black jump. Yeah. So, all praise of the most high, you know. Past Sabbath, I'm in the house sleep. Shorty called me. They come outside. So I come outside. <laughs> it's a 2019 uh oh six sitting in the in the flipping in the flipping dragon parking, parking space. Fat jump. The, guy, big, yeah. the big body jump, yeah, yeah, you know yeah. what I'm saying? White off the off the cream <laughs> leather. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? I ain't drove it. I don't even want to drive it. I got to be right before I drive that joke. I don't even want a key. She, look, she got two. They didn't give me one. Right. How many keys they keep? She got two. She ain't offered me one. And I don't even mind. You know right, what I'm saying? Right, right, and I don't need one yet. I got the big 2500. I'm cool yeah. with that. Yeah. But all praise of the most. She deserves it. Yeah. 
she deserves it, man. She's endured a lot. Not just of my BS, but of, of she's endured a lot. Gotcha. A lot has taken place yeah. with that young lady. You know, the most I knows our, our, our wants as well as our needs, and he's going to give us the desires of our heart. Mm, mm, mm. You know what I'm saying? I didn't think she needed it. Mm. I told her to go get a Dodge Journey. Mm, she ain't a Dodge. Yeah. She's a BMW. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a Dodge. You know what I'm saying? And I just want, I said that to say this, if you're seeking, if, you, if you're desiring something from the most high, just look to him. It's just that flipping simple. Just look to him and let him do it. But he's gonna do it in his timing. He's gonna do it when it's supposed to be done. You know what I'm saying? It ain't for because you got good credit or because you ain't got no debt. Let me go buy two, three houses and four, five cars. Most of I may have something else for you to do with that money. Mm-hmm. But you're not going to know that unless you're seeking him. Yeah. She didn't do it. That BMW was a headache. That 750 was a headache for a long time. You know what I'm saying? Ain't got no worries no more. Anytime something wrong, take it to Rockville. Take it up, rock 2009. That joint had seven miles on it, bro. Oh, man. Yeah. Seven yeah. miles. It smells good in here, too. <laughs> New car smell. 19s on the jump. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I'm, and it's big. The problem. 750 was big. Yeah. That had six. That joint meaty. I'm walking around that joint looking. I was like, I was little. I was like, how you go get this? I'm looking at that joint like, damn, this is you. Yeah. Just like that truck is me? Yeah. That X6 yeah. is her. I'm like, we're going to look good when we ride, Joe. Tell me we're going to look good when we ride, Joe. But. Like I said, not, 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 it's, not a, it's not a brag, it's just a boast in the most high with what he's capable of doing for those that trust him in him. Mm-hmm. You trust him to make a move for you. <laughs> if a child asks you for some bread, mm-hmm. your father gonna give him a rock, a rock or a serpent? How much more is your father heaven gonna look out for you when he know you, you got a desire for something? He ain't give her a bucket. Mm-hmm. He gave her. I don't even know. What the, I don't even know how to classify that joint. I almost took some pictures. I'm like, nah, I ain't gonna do that. I ain't gonna do that. But you know, with that being said, man, to the listeners, you know, the Most High is transitioning us. You know, um, a lot's gonna happen in 2019. And we gotta keep the Brooks Tremell family in prayer. Like Brad mentioned, he lost his grandmother. The, uh, a matriarch has gone to sleep. To sleep. She's asleep. She's in a place where the second death is going to have no effect over her. At all. Period. When Yahweh shied descends from heaven with the shout and the voice of the archangel and with the trump of Elohim, she gonna get up first. Mm-hmm. Like Jeanette's mother like Jeanette's father, like my grandfather, like my uncle, like any of your loved ones that have gone to sleep in the Most High. That's what Scripture says. And what the Most High said will not return under him void. Bottom line, I don't care if you believe it. You better believe it. It'll it'll behoove you to believe it. it. Especially if you believe in some flipping love and hip-hop or some fake reality something. You don't let that infiltrate your mind and not believe what the Most High say in His Word. Don't be that stupid. And that's it. Bow your head. 
the water Yahweh Baha Shem Yahweh Shah. Thank you um, for stopping through here. Thank you for doing what you do. Thank you for allowing Raphael to come through. Thank you for his insight. Thank you for allowing him to be willing to, to, to read your words to the listeners. Um, be with the Brooks Tramell family, you know, with the, with the loss of Brad, with the, with, the, with, the, with, the, with the going to sleep of Brad's grandmother. Um, comfort them. Uh, keep on their mind happy memories. But even if some other memories pop up, just let them comfort them in knowing that you're in control. This did not catch you by surprise. And she's yours. So she's going to be with you just like the rest of us are going to be with you. Um, be with Jaya, you know, with her ears, the ear stuff. Clean that up. You know, our physical health. Uh, I think Janae about to make a move to go out west coast somewhere. And whatever's waiting, whatever's waiting, just move it. Because I can't, I can't drive to California. So you're going to have to take care of that situation. Um, but I'm, I'm putting that in your hands. Uh, be with Raphael's family. Be with Ron. Uh, be with the other members of Hood Proud. Uh, uh, any prayer requests that were asked that may be slipping my mind right now, I'm asking that you, 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 you know what was said. You document everything. Um, thank you for the opportunity that I had uh, yesterday to, to worship with, with my brother and Marie. Um, I pray that, you know, their situation is in your hands. You know what their situation is. I ain't got to put it out there. Handle that. You know what Brad's situation is. I ain't got to put that out there. Handle that. Bring full circle what you told him. I'm going to leave it like that. Um, be with my brothers. Uh, be with our brothers. Be with, be, with, be with Brandon and Hush as they over in Dubai. Uh, get them tribal mercies whenever they make that move. Um, I know Unk going to be coming back up soon. Get some tribal mercies. Uh, you know, the elderly. You know, people getting old. People getting old. You know, time is winding up. Just uh, transition our elderly peacefully. That's my prayer. Transition our elderly peaceful. Let them not have to go through what, what we're going to go through. What you put us here and you designed us for. You designed us to be able to, to, to possess the type of suspension that's needed to do off-road stuff. As opposed to staying on smooth surfaces all the time. Thank you for that design. Because you're the manufacturer. Um, forgive us for being flipping human. Even though we have no choice. You know, we're, uh, Sin is a... Is a is a is a is a is a is a is a, is a uh, chronic illness that we all possess. We all possess this this debilitating desire to do what you would have us not to do, mm. but yet you still come through and you still look out for us. Mm. You 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 don't you you take our our mess that we confess to you and you cast it into the sea of forgetfulness. Mm. Thank you that the sea of forgetfulness has no bottom. And it just floats down. You don't pull it out. We fish it out. Take the fishing rod out of our hand. You know what I'm saying? Give us, make sure our bread and water is short so we ain't got to worry about going fishing for ourselves. Keep us grounded. Keep us rooted. Reveal truth to all those that are seeking it. And save us in your kingdom when you return. In your son, your Havashah's name, my prayer. Thank you for your blessings. Be with our enemies. Thank you for handling everything. Thank you for being in control. Thank you for letting nothing catch you off guard. This national emergency, oversee it. Because when it, if this is the move, 
Get your people ready. Remove this strong delusion so that we can see what it is you're trying to show us. This is my prayer. This is my request. This is my petition to you, Father, in Yahweh Shah's name. Amen. Amen. Real Talk 101, Sunday afternoon, 6 to 8 p.m. We'll be back in here next week, same time. Until then, may Yah bless and keep you through the week. Sing true. Every time they see us come, watch them demons shake. Hey man, here you coming with all that stuff, man. Come on, let's go. Life and death is in your tongue, so watch what you say. And real talk, what you say around him too, man. Real talk. His name's Way. You don't know about Father Rahai. His name's Way. And you don't know about his son Yashai. His name's Way. Receive the gift of Rawakada. His name's Way. Forever screaming, Kram Yashara. His name's Way. Truth do what you do, I can't judge you like you.